0: Hi, this is FPL Focal from YouTube. You may not be aware, but I now convert all my videos into podcasts. You can find all the podcast links at linktree.com slash Focal. That's linktree.com slash Welcome back for another video. The Experts is a brand new series on this channel for the 22-23 season. I'm so excited for this one. This one's been in the works since March. Over the summer, I've been recruiting hundreds of FPL experts, some of the greatest FPL managers to have ever played the game, including a bunch of top content creators. Between them all they have 4 top 100 finishes, 63 top 1K finishes, 343 top 10K finishes and 1,215 top 100K finishes. Every week this season we will reveal the experts team before the deadline, plus look at their transfer plans, captaincy, chip usage and more. This wisdom of the crowd approach will guide you to better decisions and a better rank. As a last minute decision I also included a segment at the end for the experts to include their weekly thoughts which has perhaps turned out to be the best part. It's going to be extremely useful getting such a broad spread of expert insight. A huge thank you to the experts who applied to get involved, this series wouldn't be possible without them. I will recruit more in the later gaming so don't worry if you missed out. And lastly thanks to PlanFPL and Premier Fantasy Tools for their involvement, check them out in the description. So let's start off with the expert team, which consists of the highest owned players within budget. It's a 4-4-2 formation and if you thought Jesus' ownership at 70% was really high. Among the experts he's the second most owned player with 96% ownership. alexander Arnold's the only player with 100% ownership across every single expert team. He was the top scoring defender last season and he led for expected goal involvement followed by Cancelo and James who also make the team. There's so much value in the premium defenders this season that at a minimum you should be aiming for 2 or 3 premium defenders. Here's the overall percentages among all players. Interestingly Diaz has doubled the ownership of Robertson across the entire player base, but there's a clear different opinion among the experts as Robertson's actually 10% more owned. Certainly last season Robertson scored more points per match and he's cheaper. You'll notice bottom right that the expert team has 1 mil in the bank using the most owned players. The Robertson and Bailey combination has 81% ownership. The next highest percent combination is Diaz and Dello with 54.5% ownership. Both Neto and Bailey have impressed in pre-season and the lead up to gimmick 1, both of them finishing with 3 goals and 2 assists. At 5.5mm and 5mm they're great value picks with good opening fixtures. Another key point of reference here is the premium striker spot. Across the entire player base, Haaland is 48% owned and Kane 26% owned. Among the experts it's reversed Kane is 64% owned and Haaland 37%. So although there's still a lot of interest for Haaland, it's actually Kane who's their favourite. Perhaps a signal of their experience in opting for a more proven asset in Kane, rather than gambling on Haaland. Martinelli represents great value for 6 mil and he's a lock for starting in game week one with Rowe confirmed to miss the Palace game. He had a good preseason and it's certainly his spot to lose. As far as the formations are concerned, 4 4 is by far the dominant formation, used by 73% of managers, followed by 5-3-2. However, with the likes of Nico Williams and Pereira offering so much value, 442 does look like the strongest formation. However, a premium back 5 certainly has its merits too. The forward spot is offering the least value once again, so it's only logical that 12.5% are running with 3 forwards. On to the captaincy, and there's only 3 names among all the experts Salakane and Son. Not a single manager opted for Haaland. Sada leads game one for predicted points and 88% of the experts have got the armband on him followed by 9% on Kane and 2.5% on Sun. Marcus Silva's comments were alarming if you're a Fulham fan but I caption if you're on captain Salah. Silva said, We as a squad we're not ready and no one competes at this level with 16 senior players in your squad. Fulham lined up with more or less a full strength 11 against Benfica in pre-season, who beat Fulham comfortably 5-1. So it's hard to look beyond the Egyptian, but Sun and Kane face out of Hampton at home who haven't won their opening fixture since 2013. Perhaps not a stat to read too much into, but Conte did have a marked improvement on Kane and Sun's output after his arrival last season, and both are contenders for the armband too. During the season we'll also look at the experts transfer plans which of course isn't required this week. The other thing we'll also look at is the chip usage if any are active. There is in fact one manager with an active chip among the entire pool of experts, Fredo FPL. He's got 6 top 10k finishes, including 2 top 1k finishes. He's got his bench boost active, which is a very interesting approach. Last season several top all time managers tried the same. Here's his GW1 bench boost team with permission to share it. I asked for his thinking and he answered as follows. I used it last season in game Week 1 and it changed the way I could approach the game. I didn't have to spend valuable free transfers, a wild card or too many points hits so either preparing for it or getting out of it. Using it in game Week 1 allows me to build a 15 man squad in a free hit style as opposed to using it in a double game week and having to rely on bench fodder. It allows more freedom to focus transfers and more pressing and potentially better transfers. A wildcard in game Week 2 to bring city players in and jump on any little bandwagons and dump anyone falling in price. Let me know in the comments what you think of the Gaming 1 bench boost. It's reasonable logic and there are pros and cons to a single gaming bench boost. Last season I bench boosted in a single gaming 2 which propelled me from 300th to 2nd and then later to 1st overall. The season's perhaps an exception in that you could bench boost after your first wildcard 2, as there's unlimited transfers during the World Cup, which is an opportunity to reset the bench. We'll finish up with some thoughts from the experts as we approach game Week one FPL Murph said I wanted triple Arsenal but I think they could lose in game Week one so it's a big risk. Conte's comments and Perisic were enough to put me off. Harrison could be a great sleeper pick but I'm happy to stay Template with Neto to start. FPL Frey said it's a big risk so the Chelsea assets. I'm waiting to see if Haaland lives up to the hype. I only have two City assets in case I need to make moves early on. Robertson over Diaz for the third Liverpool spot. Fenn said Diaz is overrated and wasn't that good for points last season. Some other 8mm midfielders are better in my opinion. FPL Harry says GW3 feels like it could be a key turning point when looking at drafts. There's been a lot of comments on the template. Hayes FC says go with the herd, separate later. Hogmeister says GW1 is not the time to seek differentials, don't be afraid to go with template picks. Sultan Sayyid says stay safe and stick with the pack and not fall behind early doors. FPL Matt says I'm just trying to achieve balance and stability in my Gamemix One team. The first couple of gamings will give us so much info, and there will be unexpected transfers I want to make. Therefore, on my starting team, I'm just trying to pick players and I'm confident will do well, and not booking any transfers in advance. This means for example going for Kane over Haaland because he's a proven FPL asset and avoiding the riskier picks like Neto or Perisic. I also want to ensure my team is structured in a way that can easily swap to players in common value positions. For example ensuring that I have an 8mm midfielder and having a decent second striker in case of the any 6-8mm forwards starting strong. I'm also keeping 0.5mm on the bank so I have some flexibility for moves. Regarding Kane vs Haaland, FPL John says, while I'm not sure who's the better choice, I'm on Haaland given the quality of the team around him and Bournemouth in GW2. FPL Ayer says, I'm leaning towards Haaland over Kane, I don't think there's a need for Kane if I want Haaland for GW2. Twitty says, I'm playing it fairly template play, and St Maximum are my only differentials at present. I've got 05 mil on the bank to allow for Kane to Haaland in Gimmick 2 if I get scared and if prices change. Charlie M says Walker for 2 mil less than Cancelo is a steal if Cucurero isn't finalised. Cancelo is a better asset, but not 2 mil better. And lastly Holly Shan says Salah scored in every Gameweek one fixture for Liverpool. I hope you enjoyed episode 1 of the experts and if you have any feedback do leave it below. I read all comments, I always like to hear from you. Hit subscribe for more of these to come every gaming all season. Tomorrow I'll be sharing my final Gameweek one team as well. See you soon for the next one.